Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Canon Channel TV with me, Stephen. And tonight I am joined by my, I want to say ever-present, but none of us are really ever-present on the show anymore as we, we like to chop and change and mix things up, keep it keep it different for you. Um, but by a regular co-host and part of the Canon Chatter team, Lottie. How are you, Lottie? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm just plodding along. I'm just hoping the football's on at the moment. But how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I have finished five days in a row back at like a, a proper nine to five type job for the first time in four and a half years. So I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit tired tonight. Um, I'm not used to all this, this work. <laughs> um, don't know how people do it, but I'm having a wee Guinness tonight because I haven't had one for a while. And looking forward to a good chat about the football. And then looking forward to going to my bed. And we are off to Santa's Cottage tomorrow. Ooh, um, with the kids to, to see Santa, um, so it's a bit of a drive, um, but it's worth it. So, yeah, all good. Um, okay, so we've got a show for you tonight. Um, we obviously going to talk about the the impressive victory um, over West Ham on Wednesday night, and look ahead to tomorrow's game. Fingers crossed against Leeds United. Um, so, with that said, what we'll do, we'll play the intro and we'll get into it. Okay, so as I said, welcome back to Canon Chatter TV. Um, so Lottie, you were at the game on, on Wednesday night. Um, I, I presume you were happy when you walked away. Oh yeah, no, of course. I mean, like this was like a massive game, and obviously, I did call a three-two um, last game. My mum was expecting a one-one draw, but I'm glad we kind of put them to bed at early doors. To be fair, um, yeah, I know it was a really good game. Atmosphere, well, it was good, but it went as great as usual. But yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was a good game. It was a very good game. Yeah, it was. Um, and I have to say, I'm glad your mum was wrong. Um, I'm sad that we didn't win any money for the, the charity bet, but I was glad your mum was wrong because I didn't really want to see a 1-1 draw. Um, all right, um, let's have a look. We've got some comments. So, Mike, evening, gang. Hope you're both good. Thank you, Mike. Hope you're well as well. Good to have you with us again. Um, let me just pop that in. Um, yeah, anybody watching, drop your hellos in the comments. Let's let's see who we've got with us tonight. Um, Benjamin Snyder, that's, that's, that's you, yeah. yeah, welcome to the channel. Um, great to have you with us. If you haven't, make sure you hit that um, subscribe button now. I think Hardhead has handled the Aubameyang situation well. He seems to have controlled the squad and is doing a good job. Excellent. Thank you for that comment. We'll come on to the sort of Aubameyang stuff in a wee minute. Um, I don't want to spend too long talking about it, but obviously it would be remiss of us not to, to sort of mention it. Um, and obviously where we're at with that as a, a club. Um, Jimmy, new glasses, looking great, Lottie. Um, she, she's trying to copy me with the full rims here. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've gone a bit better. I've gone one better. I've got like a load of purple there. So. All right, okay, well, mine's all black. 
Uh, Mike, I was pretty worried about this one. Thought we could have got turned over. Yeah, it, it could have been a difficult game for us, but we made we made it look easy. Um, NDB30 TV, evening all, evening. How are you? Good to see you back with us again. Um, remember to hit those likes. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Make sure and hit those likes. It helps get the, the content out there to more people. All right. So before we sort of talk about Wednesday night, I want to get your thoughts. Um, obviously, we're starting to see a lot more games and things being called off um, due to COVID. And it's a difficult time because obviously we've got this new strain, the Omicron strain coming through. Um, and obviously the Delta strain is still about. And they're still not sure, obviously, whether it's it's more contagious is what we know, but we don't know if it's as severe. And it's still obviously a worry. And obviously it looks very much like they're going to have to bring back in measures to, to try and flatten the curve, as, as they used to use the phrase. And in my opinion, you know, I've been talking about this this week, and I kind of think that we will go into some sort of mini lockdown again, like a circuit breaker lockdown. I think come come the day after Boxing Day, I think well, it'll be a, a fire breaker one they're calling it. Um, for probably two, three weeks, and we'll see how things go. I think it's inevitable. But what we are seeing already is it's hitting the football calendar. Um, and, I mean, this weekend, for example, there's another five matches already postponed. So I put out a poll last night and obviously ran that for 24 hours, asking, in light of matches being postponed, did we as Arsenal fans think that we wanted Arsenal to continue to play on and other teams to play on as best they could whilst the, you know the, there wasn't issues with, with their clubs and COVID? Or did we think that as a whole we should put a blanket sort of hold on football for a while? And the results were quite overwhelming towards you know keep playing. It was 75% said keep playing as opposed to 25% who wanted to see it sort of stopped. I mean... You're obviously a match-going fan, Lolly. You, you've been to a lot of matches this season, so all the home games, and I know you're due to go to the Sunderland game, I think, next week. Yeah, and and also Wolves and uh, City over Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what's your sort of thoughts on the whole postponement of games? And are you sort of more worried about going to games at the minute, or are you thinking of not going? Because, I mean, um, I've seen a lot of people sort of saying, especially for the Sunderland game, they're, they're mm-hmm. thinking, no, I'm not going to bother going. It's too close to Christmas. Don't want to take the the risk. Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'm actually dreading it. If they do close the football, um, uh, it's mostly my social downtime where I see friends and go out and just to get out of my house. If I wasn't doing that, I'd be literally in the house on Twitter. That is it. That's all I'd be doing. Um, I'm hoping the football does stay on. I mean, especially for tomorrow and the away fans that are going to be travelling up there. Um, as the other night, the the was it the Brentford game that caught, got called off at last minute? I really yeah, I don't want to happen to our fans. Um, they did the, the amount of travelling and the amount of noise they make. They don't deserve it at all. Um, but as for the home games, they, I personally think that the t- we have a reserve. Every team has a reserve squad for a reason, and we sh- they should be using it just because their best players aren't able to play doesn't mean they should completely withdraw the team. I mean, look what we had to do with Brentford. And now, if it was us asking for COVID exemptions, we wouldn't get it. And 
with all, all this stuff now, with like for, for example, Spurs, I think this is the second or third game that they've postponed. And I'm at the point where I'm thinking, hang on a minute, we need to go and replay with Brentford because that's not on. It's like one rule for for us as a team. It might be because I'm an Arsenal fan, but everyone else has flexibilities. It's it's not it's not really fair play, is it? Yeah. Well, this is what I was saying on um, well, the other night. When mm-hmm. were we last on Monday night? Um, were you on Monday night? I can't even remember. Or was yeah. it just me and G? Monday night. Yeah, you, Monday night was just you and G. Yeah. So that's why I was saying um, sort of something similar in terms of it's not fair, but then you could look at it from the point of view of, you know, if you really wanted to get technical with it, you could argue that we should have the Brentford game replayed. But then you've also got the City game where we have players out with COVID, you know, where we're missing players. And if you want to argue that game needs to be replayed, well, that, that means that 34's red card shouldn't stand. So any games that he missed, you could argue could be replayed. You know, it's it's one of them things of where does it stop? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of really mixed feelings about this. You know, I was thinking about it a lot over the last couple of days, and that's why I put the poll out to see what people were thinking. My, my feeling is that, you know, we should play on as much as we can. You know, especially for us as a club, the games we have, you know, Leeds have apparently nine about nine players, nine outfield players available for tomorrow's game. So they're going to have to go into the reserve squad. Now it's because of injuries. It's not because of COVID. So it's injuries and suspensions that's caused this. So there's no reason to call that game off. So unless we're hit with a COVID bite, you know, tomorrow, then that game should go ahead. Because if it's not, you know, if if Leeds get it cancelled because they can't feel the team, well, then they forfeit the game. You know, and that's fine. But I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know, now's a good time to play Leeds. They've just lost 7-0. They've no, you know, they've very little in terms of a first team. We could be putting them to the sword and racking up some goal difference for ourselves. Um, no, definitely. The, the points are there for the taking. And yeah. Sorry, the, as you said, nine injuries, they're there for the taking. Yeah. I would rather have three points on the board than a game in hand. You know, that, that's, that's kind of my feeling. Um, so... You know, from that point of view, I want to see it played. Then it's next week, you four Carabao Cup quarterfinals. Get them played if we can. You know, you'd rather get that game against Sunderland played because again, on paper, that's a very winnable game for us. You know, so we get that played and we're in the semi-finals to look forward to. And it's two more games out of the way. And then realistically, I think, you know, if we go for a, a circuit breaker, firebreaker type thing with COVID the reality is that they may turn around and say right well you need to have a couple of weeks of no football so everybody's off for a couple of weeks which means you've then got those games in there to have to fill in somewhere else so I mean we're already what three games we've played three games more than than the likes of Spurs and stuff so you know they're going to have to fit those games in somewhere else Whereas the more games we get out of the way at the normal, natural, expected time, the less we have to try and cram in somewhere else. So the less risk of fatigue and injuries and things like that when they're all being played so close together. And that only plays into our hands as well because those teams then potentially that we have to face could have a number of games that they're playing together. They then are tired 
gives us more opportunity to beat them. So it all plays into our hands to play more games. Mm -hmm. And that that's the very hardened football way of looking at it. The emotional sort of and compassionate side of it says, well, it, it's easy for me to sit here and say that because I'm not a, an everyday match-going fan because of my situation living here. You know, I'm, I'm not at all the games. So it's easy for me to say, yeah, get them played. But for fans that are going, they're putting themselves at risk from this variant, this Omicron variant and stuff. So from the compassionate side, I'm kind of going, well, you know, is it worth the risk for the sake of a football match for so many people to put their health at risk? And then you kind of go, well, you know, then they could just play in empty stadiums again. But yeah. it wasn't the same. You know, football wasn't the same playing in an empty stadium and watching it wasn't the same watching it being played in an empty stadium. So it's kind of, it's really a, a really difficult one to decide what is best. So as I say, from the footballing point of view, for us, it's absolutely best to keep playing as much as we can. Mm -hmm. But from a health point of view, and even from the players' health, mm -hmm. you know, you, you want them to be not put at risk either. You know, you're seeing that, that obviously teams that are playing each other, if one team has had a, a bite of it, the team they've played are starting to get a bit more of it. So it's it really is a difficult situation. Um, what do you guys in the chat think? Let us know. Um, you any other sort of comments on it, Lottie, before I read some of these? Do you know what? It's a bit... I've, as you were saying that, I was thinking about a tweet. I think it came from Ferdinand a few years ago. Well, well a long time ago. I mean, uh, I think it was him or someone at Man United. And he turned around... At, uh, or it might have been John Terry, actually. He turned around, oh, spare a thought for us who are playing on Boxing Day. Da-da-da-da-da. And it's, I know it's Boxing Day, but you guys, I, it's just this kind of thing like you get paid enough. You don't have to complain to play an hour and a half of football. Um, I know that sounds really harsh coming from me, um, but it's also a case of some of us do need that normalcy in in everything else. As much as in, the, players, the players' health is important, it's also, you've got to look at the the, the fans' mental health as well. I think that is just as important as they there are. They are. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's read some of these comments here and then see what you guys think. Um, Jimmy Lissick, nine years ago, money well spent. This is on the glasses situation. Keith, hi guys. Hi Keith. How are you? Um, Tom, that's no good. Wills is on the twenty eighth. Exactly. Um, ben, even Ben, please be on tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I don't see any reason why tomorrow's game should be called off. Because there's been no no mention of COVID between Leeds or Arsenal. So as I say, if, if the game's off tomorrow, it's because they're forfeiting it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we should get the points automatically if they're doing that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think Jeez. you know, a forfeit is a 3-0 win automatically. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, the way Leeds are playing and with, with their squad so decimated, you know, we, we could mm -hmm. potentially go and put them to the sword. Yeah, um, and get five or six the way he said he did the other night. You know, there's no reason why we couldn't do. Mm -hmm. Tom, we got it if they cancel the games if the stadium is open. I'm going. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Mike was meant to be going on Tuesday, but now not going now because of the COVID situation. The fact I'm due to be going away next weekend for Christmas as well, so I'm not risking it um, for that reason. And that's it's a very valid reason. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's it's easy for me to sit and say one thing but you know you guys who actually are going to the games mm -hmm. it's something you all have to sort of make that decision for yourselves yeah. um keep us playing if we can from keith 
Ben Watford travelling fans at Burnley the other night cancelled a few hours before kickoff. Shocking, better not happen last minute tomorrow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're going to call it off, it needs to be done now. You know, uh, this calling it off on the day of the game, it's, it's not on for the travelling supporters. It's not even on for the home supporters as well, because, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people travel even yeah. to go to the home games and have yeah. to take a lot of time and stuff. And no, Definitely. You know, there's a lot of fans that I go with, they travel. They travel into London. Yeah. So you've also got to think about them because not all home fans are from the city they're in or the town yeah. or wherever. And even like if tomorrow's game had been at the Emirates at half five kickoff, you know, for the, a lot of those home fans even, having mm. to travel back out of the city, the transport's not there late at night and, you know, it's potentially a night in a hotel that they're not going to mm. be spending. Uh, Benjamin, I agree with Lottie. That's why you have a reserve squad. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, I agree that the work in our favour, the work in our favour, especially with West Ham and Tottenham in Europe, potentially in Europe, still in Spurs case. Yeah. Um, mm. work in our favour. The, the, the whole situation with Tottenham and their European thing, I mean, if they get to get through to the next round without having played that last game, um, that, it'd be a disgrace. That comment is everything. I'm sorry, but it's just a fact. Fans are taken away from football should stop completely. Football is nothing without us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen that the last time. Yeah. You know, we had a long time with no fans in the stadium, and it just wasn't the same. Um, I know they tried to filter in crowd noise and stuff like that, and certainly on Sky and, and BT, they, they tried to put the, the fan noise over the top of it and tried to hit the button to make it cheer when there were goals going on and stuff, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah, there's a difference between a crowd being there and celebrating it and then just a digital sound. Yeah, to be honest, I couldn't watch it. I turned the commentary and stuff off. I watched 80% of those games with no sound. Yeah. And Uh, another thing, I can't stand being an armchair fan. I just can't do it. Obviously, in COVID, I have to. I know a lot of people do do it, but for me, I personally can't do it. Some of us have no choice, Lottie. I know, I know, I know. It sounds really selfish of me, but it's just... No, listen, I, I have no issue with it, and I've explained yeah. it before. You know, mm. um, I could probably come to games and stuff, but yeah, that's money that I'd rather yeah, spend on my, my kids and, and stuff. Oh, of course, you know, I'm not having a deal, so even I'm, I, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. I've come to terms with with not getting over, you know, like I would like to, but it's one of them things. Mm. Um, yes, it is. I love going to the Emirates and seeing the gang keep the games going. And really, Sarkar again, another new name to the channel. Yeah. Uh, not one I recognize. Welcome. Um, and again, make sure you hit that subscribe button and hit the like button. And thanks for joining us. Um, Angle on Tuesday, train to London already booked. Excellent. Nice. Um, so, another example of, of fans traveling into the city to see their club. Yeah. So, you're going to be going on Tuesday night then? Yep. Um, I'm going with uh, Tom who's also in the chat tonight, so it'd be good. Go sit up in the heavens and freeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now that we've sort of talked about that, let's let's have a wee look back. Uh, oh, lots of big FA Cup draws in January as well for the lower league teams. Could end up with Swindon playing Man City behind closed doors. Yeah, it could. Yep. Um, and Tom saying, see you Tuesday. I mean, I noticed the, um, they were talking about potentially stopping football until the FA Cup again. You know, I'm coming back for the FA Cup games. Um, ben, 
again, even those that watch from home would rather watch games with fans present to get into the more on TV. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can testify to that. You know, I really do. Um, oh. Ben, I subscribed and bought you lads a few coffee. Oh, thank you so much. We really oh, appreciate thanks, that. Ben. Um, that means the world to us. It really does. Um, make sure and keep coming back and getting involved in the chat and stuff. Um, we really enjoy seeing you all. Right. So, Wednesday night, West Ham United at the Emirates. Um, you were there. Yeah. So, uh, as we do, um, we always talk about the lineup. And obviously, we knew beforehand that Aubameyang wasn't going to be playing. Um, and he's obviously he's not available for tomorrow. What's your kind of thoughts on the whole Aubameyang situation? Because obviously we didn't get the, the chat to you about it on Monday night. So I mean, what's, what? what's your thoughts on what's going on with him? Do you know what? I'm at that point where I don't really care. He's been behaving like a spoiled child. Like, as I think I've said this before, but even even my goddaughter don't behave, sulk like, like that. I mean, his behaviour after Tottenham said it all I needed to know about him as a person. He's sulked. And it's just like... He's done something wrong again. He's sulking, and then like the the media making a big thing of him turning up this this morning's training an hour and a half early. Or twenty two um, and a half hours late for yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Um, made a massive thing out of it. I'm sitting there thinking, sorry, should he's meant to be the captain, and he's behaving like some sort of clown. I'm I I've literally got no respect for the man anymore. He's he's just disappointed me. Do you want to I see think him I've gone? Handled the the situation perfectly. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, no, he's throwing him under the bus, but he hasn't because he hasn't told us what he's done. If he'd publicly shamed him and told us what he's done, that's thrown him under the bus. But the fact that he's been disciplined and that's all that's coming out of Arteta's mouth, there's nothing else to it. He, he's handled it perfectly as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, I don't really know what else Arteta could say. You know, people are saying, as you rightly say, about him being thrown under the bus and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, he was the club, he was the club captain. Yeah. And when he's not playing, people ask questions. So, you know, what, what was our head So, why to be? are we asking questions? Yeah. I mean, he, hmm? I mean, why are we asking questions when he's not even scoring? He's missed two complete atlases. I could have scored myself. I know, but what I mean is that the, the press will ask questions as to why he's, yeah. he's been dropped. You know, yeah. so what's our head supposed to do? Is he supposed to lie? And, and make something up or just come out and be honest and say mm. disciplinary reasons he, he you know he's, he's not there so I fully back Arteta's decision and, okay. and the way that Arteta has handled it he is not as you say he's not come out and said exactly what has happened mm -hmm. you know he's, he's kept that between Aubameyang and the club and whatever and that mm -hmm. that's fine and um, we don't need to know the ins and outs we just need to know that whatever it is is being taken care of you know um, definitely I mean he's handled it with class because we're like we pride ourselves on class and we are the Arsenal and he's done that. And it's, 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 you can, he's representing the club values. We're a big club and that's how it should be handled. There's no, yeah. there's no like, so like media spats or anything. So I don't, I don't see what the problem is with some people. I really yeah. don't. We're just quickly divided. I think it's, it's kind of obvious. And I'm seeing the comments here as well. So I'll run through those quickly and then I'll ask you one question just on the captaincy thing before we, we talk about mm -hmm. the, the game. Um, so where have we got to? Mike Bamiang will play for the club again on, um, under Arteta. Um, love your show. Keep up the great stuff. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, Arteta got it right. Um, the manager handled this like that of any other big club. 
exactly. I'm not an Arteta fan, but he's got this one spot on from Mike there. And Keith again, move on from Aubameyang. The club is bigger than him. Absolutely. Yeah, and to move on from Aubameyang, um, obviously Arteta has come out and said that, you know, there's, there's this sort of leadership group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lacazette has taken the armband the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think of this sort of notion that there may not be a permanent captain or, the, you know, appointed until next season? I mean, does that sit well with you or do you think it needs to be addressed now and have announced a new permanent club captain? thing is, I think with Lacazette, he's on his way out. Um, if we're looking for a good, a decent sell price, I think it's a good option at the moment. Um, because obviously we've got a lot of new characters come in, strong characters. Some have been there a bit longer than others. And it's, it's hard to pick a captain. It's like all divided at the moment. I mean, there's been conversations of Ramsdale taking it. Ben White, Gabriel, Kieran Turney, and obviously that empty shirt, aka 34, having it back. And I think for me, if you give it back to 34, it's a smack in the face. Honestly, it really is. Um after what it, after what happened, I know it's not all fans, but it was it was certain sections of this fan base did what it did, but it, it was just as you you said before, it's thrown down the shirt. And the armband, it's just complete disrespect to the club in general, regardless of what fans did. Um, but it's just so many characters to choose from. I mean, Emery brought this leadership group in and I've never liked the idea of it. I've always liked having one captain, vice captain done. But if, if, if there's a decent rotation and Arteta seems to trust the, that, that group of players, we just have to roll with it, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Chris, evening Chris, he was asked a question he answered the best way he could uh, Gary, evening Stephen, a lot of evening Gary hope you're keeping well um, alright, well listen, let's leave that there um, and we'll, we'll see what happens in the, in the leadership group, sorry before we move on do you know what I'd rather a permanent captain was appointed mm-hmm. I just see that you know, right now there's a lot of unrest and I think we need to, you know, I said, I said it after the game, it, there is a lot of sort of togetherness, but there's also a lot mm-hmm. of unrest. You know, Bamiang, he's a big character within the club. Mm-hmm. And he will have a lot of, you know, a lot of the players like him. Now, from what I'm, I'm hearing coming out of the club, there's a lot of the players are just had enough of him as well. Um, and I... I'll be honest, I was a bit concerned about Lacazette because I know obviously him and Lacazette are very close. And I was a wee bit worried as to what would happen with Lacazette's attitude. But he's, you know, he stood up and, you know, he made himself counted. Um, my concern is then, you know, if you give it to Lacazette, what message does it send that we're giving the captaincy to a player that we know essentially is going to be leading the club in the summer? But then if we don't give it to Lacazette and give it to someone else, well, what does that say to Lacazette? You know that he's trusted for a couple of games. He plays well, but we take it away from him. So it's it's a tricky one. Um, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't like to be in Arteta's shoes right now, having to, to decide what to do. Um, and but then that's why I'm not paid the money that Arteta's paid to do that that job. And if I was, I'd do the job. Um, but I'm not, so I don't have to think about what I'd do. <laughs> so, um, Mike. If 34 gets it back after everything he did, then there will be a lot of empty seats. Yeah. Um, a lot of empty seats to match the empty shirt. 
Um, evening, Gary from Ready and give Black of the Armband from NDB30. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it's one of them things. You know, everybody will have an opinion. Um, and it's, it, it is hard to know. So as I say, I'm glad I'm not the one having to make the decision. Um, all right. Listen, let's move on. Um, I know there's more comments coming through, um, and we will come back to them. But obviously, the team news came out on um, Wednesday night. You were at the game. Um, so I imagine, well, actually, uh, I was going to say I imagine you were probably in the pub, but you weren't because you actually had to be in the ground super, super early with the new COVID protocols. Um, so obviously, when the team news came out, um, an unchanged team for the third game in a row, what was your feelings and, and what was the sort of feelings around the ground and those fans around you? What was the chat? Yeah, no, um, well, we were playing with 10 men as far as I was, I was concerned. 10 men. Um, this is I've this is probably my fifth prediction of the season that it's been 100%. So I was quite, I've quite pleased with myself, so to speak, when it came out. But yeah, no, I was happy with it. It's something, something that seems to work. At the moment, so I was quite, after Southampton's performance. I was, I was, I was pleased with it. If I'm honest, a bit disappointed that um, my favourite was on the bench, though. Smith Rowe. Yep, <laughs> of course. Yeah, the Smith. A bit disappointed, yeah. but obviously he's coming back from a groin injury, so I don't. We wouldn't expect him to blitz out ninety minutes straight away, anyway, because he didn't even play at Southampton. Yeah, to, I mean, as I said the other night to the G, the thing with Smith Rowe is he has had that that injury record over the years, mm-hmm. and you you don't want to take risks with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's becoming too important to the team, and we've seen that obviously with his contribution when he did come on. You just mm-hmm. can't take risks with him. You want to make sure and protect him as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, you know, he came on mm-hmm. and he got the winning goal. Mm-hmm. You know, but. And we'll come on to the Leeds game tomorrow night, you know, later on. But I, I still don't want to see him in the starting eleven, And mm-hmm. it's not because I don't like him. I love him as a player. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And he's, you know, he's one of the future of this club. Mm-hmm. But again, I just don't want to risk his injury. Um, exactly. And we've seen, certainly with Martinelli, you know, everybody was saying about how Arteta had, was ruining Martinelli by not playing him. Mm-hmm. But in actual fact, I think what people are now seeing is that he protected Martinelli, he kept them out of the firing line, and he has, you know, he's developed them, he's nurtured them, he's brought them through that real injury concern, and now we're seeing a new and improved Martinelli, um, and his enthusiasm and passion of the team makes so much difference. I'm just going to remove that off the screen for a minute. Um, and, you know, that, I, I think that is down to the way that Arteta has handled that situation with Martinelli, and it kind of goes to prove all those people wrong who said that, you know, Arteta doesn't develop young players or doesn't develop any players. He has done wonders with Martinelli. So, anyway, game kicks off. Um, first half, I mean, first half, we, for the most part, we controlled the first half. There wasn't massive amounts of incidents and stuff in it. Um, I'll be honest with you, I mean, from watching from home, to me... I was never worried that they were going to get a goal. Um, you know, anytime they got the ball, we were we were breaking it up pretty quick, and you know, getting into it pretty quick. Um, so I, I never kind of felt at any point worried that we were going to concede. 
And, and the worst part about that is that anytime we generally feel like that, we do concede. Um, so it was, it was, it was good to see. But overall, I mean, for me, I say the first half, there, there wasn't an awful lot to talk about. It was good. The press was good, um, and we we controlled the game without really doing much. I'll read some of these comments while we're waiting on Lolly. Um, obviously, having a wee chat with her mum. Sorry, that's it's... okay. Um, I'll read some of these comments as I say, and then we'll come back. I and we'll was, get your I was listening, Stephen. I do apologise. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, we'll come back and we'll get your thoughts on the first half. Then, just overall, because obviously the goals were in the second half. Um, where we got to, so Mike, part of me thinks that he might give it to Lacka in the hope that he doesn't have to go out and buy a striker next year as it would help turn Lacka's head um, Benjamin whoever wears the armband, I'm sure needs yes. to respect it, absolutely um, Keith no way 34 Gary saying evening to really, I, I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong um, I apologise if I am Jamie, hard to believe it was a few years ago. It was Aloni and Benny Yoon wearing the armband, albeit for a cup game, I believe. Um, so. Mike would rather a crippled Jack Wilshire in there than 34. Absolutely. Yes. Um, <laughs> At least it's couldn't be any worse. Yeah. Ben, need to try and move Obo on now. Trouble is, who will pay those wages at his age? It's not like he's been firing on all cylinders. Credit the Arteta showing the ruthless streak he's shown previously. Um, Tom, 34 is so bad the other night, wasted space, first time I've watched it from home in a while um, safe to say I didn't like it at all uh, I was talking to someone who was sitting upstairs and um, I, he, said, he, he turned around and said to me oh, even from up, up, up at the back row of the Emirates, even he was he was rubbish from there <laughs> I just started, I just sat there and laughed I just couldn't help myself he, he genuinely is an empty shirt and I mean the first thing I did when I seen the lineup the other night was I messaged our WhatsApp group when I said, yep. you know, our Ted is brave picking 10 men again. Um, Keith Martinelli is a diamond. Got to be patient though. Absolutely. Mike Odegaard has earned it with his performances in the last few. Um, earned, earned his position in the team or are you thinking the captaincy? Because I know Odegaard's one of the ones yeah. that's mentioned he's, as potential he's, he's captain. He's the favourite at the minute. Yeah. I had a look at um, the bookies. He's the favourite. Um, really... Well, Arteta did praise Odegaard's leadership today in the press conference. Doubt he'll be made captain, though. Mm. Um, Antonio has just been finding Gabriel's Christmas stocking from Mike. Um, NDB 30. Now the team feels like we have 11 players on the pitch. Um, Gary Laka with the armband doesn't mean he's staying. Arsenal have three strikers and still zero strikers. Harsh, maybe. Um, nice to have some proper leaders. In the past, we've had characters, but not captains. Ramsdale, KT, Gabrielle, Odegaard, Lacka White could have easily captain this side. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. And uh, Mike, position over ESR. Right, okay, so he deserves to play over ESR at the minute. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been excellent the last few games. Um, bit quieter the other night, but he is, he's still been excellent. Um, and he is captain of Norway. Do you know what? I, I really hate that international argument because we can argue the same thing for 34. So I, I can't validate that comment. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. And to be fair, Ramsey used to captain wheels. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't much use either. He's got the experience, yes, but whether yeah. we can do it for this side is a different story. Um, Chris, what happens now with Martinelli with the SR back and other garden form? 
Do you know what? At the minute, you can't drop Martinelli. You can't. Mm. Um, Gary, captain of Norway, is nullified by captain of Switzerland. Absolutely. Um, really, <laughs> Stephen, your pronunciation is as perfect as Arteta's hairline. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Scott, being captain of Norway and being captain of one of the world's biggest clubs are very different things. Me and, me and Borgie are on the same page. <laughs> Stephen S. Again, is that another new name to the channel? I think so. I think so. Yes. If it is, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Make sure and subscribe. And um, he is going for Kieran Tierney, I would say. Yeah. For Captain. So anyway, right, Lottie, what was your thoughts on the first half? Um, sum them up because as I say, for me there wasn't an awful lot went on. No, there was there wasn't an awful lot. I mean, it was I've it it was just it was football. You know, it just wasn't it many incidences. It wasn't like goals or anything we've we've kind of probed our way around them but nothing it kind of resulted it didn't result from anything if i'm honest um it was nice and noisy where i was i was surprised at the west ham fans they were very very quiet which is unusual um but yeah it was just it was just the average first half for me if i'm honest yeah i mean i'll be honest with you quite often when i do these shows on my other screen here I have mm -hmm. up the Arsenal um, match news and it gives you like the feed of the incidents yeah. just to, to help me as a reminder as we're going through because there's quite a lot, quite often to talk about. Mm. Their first half, one minute kickoff, 11 minutes Kufal booking, 45 yeah. minutes half time. Kind of sums it up, you know, they, they literally put in three comments for the first half. Wow. Um, so second half kicks off and straight away we, we, we instantly seemed to up our performance yet again you know the, the level seemed to just be that wee bit higher for me in the second half mm -hmm. and Lacazette um who I thought was excellent all night yeah. while he was obviously on the pitch lovely lovely turn and the, the through ball that he played the Martinelli um was absolutely fantastic um and Martinelli in <sighs> very Henri-esque fashion opened his body up and put the ball in the far corner and it was a beautiful finish what were you and those around you in the stadium feeling at that point well for a start i was down the other end when that went in which was a bit annoying but um yeah it's just the stuff we just the stands just lit up with noise and it was just like yeah we're one one nil to the arsenal who are you and all that kind of stuff and it was just it was it's just it's great to just to like get some like have a goal over them at that at that minute because obviously they've already beat they've beat C, they beat Chelsea, they beat Liverpool, they've beat obviously they've beat Spurs, but they were losing to us. So it just it makes it all, all the like bittersweet, so to speak. But yeah, no, it was just it was electric when then like obviously all this the fans singing kicked in and then it was all all the way through to the to, to the next one went in really sorry um okay. yeah i mean it's the first time that, that sort of we've seen martinelli um finish like that for a while i mean mm. his first season he was banging them for fun I I think think like 11. The, last, the last time i saw him like sort of score like that it was against Leeds. funny enough yeah i think um, last season maybe and for me, it kind of shows the development. You can see him looking for the spaces, but also mm. the big thing for me was his his passing has got so much better. 
Um, and there was a couple of times sort of running around the box where you seen him at one side of the, the box, you know, knocking it to the far side and the passes were, were pinpoint accurate. And for a long time, he wasn't doing that. So, you know, for me, it kind of shows just how much he has developed as a player. Um, and the, the finish was just beautiful. I mean, for me, sent at home, it was kind of going a bit mad. Um, and I was so happy to see him score because, I mean, I have been one of his biggest critics. And mm. I'll openly admit that, that, you know, for a long time when people were saying, oh, I want to see Martinelli, I was the one saying, no, he's, he's not ready. He's not developed. Mm. He's, he was passing his poor. Um, so I'm glad that he has now proven me wrong and he's developed that part of his game. Um, yeah, you must have seen you must have seen the clips, Stephen. <laughs> well, this is it. We do know the watch our show. Um, do you know all joking aside? I, I do know for a fact that there is someone within the club watches this show. I just can't say who, um, but I do know there is someone in the club that watches it. Um, and you know this because we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just can't tell you who it is. Um, it's not anybody majorly important. I'll say that. Um, but you never know. Maybe it does get back to some of the, the people. Probably not, though. Um, we can know. dream. We can dream. <laughs> we can dream, right? That's how we read some of these comments before we move on to the next goal. Mike Martinelli through the middle with the SR, Odegaard and Saka behind. It's <sighs> a very young front line. It is, and I'm not... I think... Lacker in there before, balances it out with the experience for me. So yeah. someone to be dropped. Yeah, I, I've said before, I'm not convinced Martinelli's ready to lead the line. No I think way. another year or two. I think certainly giving him games here and there as that sort of central attacker, mm. um, when maybe against some of the lesser oppositions, you know, like we've got Norwich coming up, I would certainly think about putting him, you know, up top for that game. Um, but I think leading the line on a permanent basis just at the minute, he's not quite there yet. Um, Chris, but then you pick one between ESR and Saka. Who would you pick? Um, for me at the minute, Saka. Get, Don't you know, ask me that minute. question. I'm not answering that question. I'm saying Saka because at the minute, as I say, it's easy for me because ESR, I'd be taking my time easing them back in. Mm. You know, if we don't need to rush him, let's not rush him. Let's you know, build exactly. up his fitness, build up his, his game. Gary Martinelli sitting based on cramps would be the only reason to sit him. ESR, Saka and Martinelli can't be asked to play every game 90 minutes now. At least one of them can't sit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, you've got to you know, rotate them. Um, and we'll come on to, obviously, the team for Leeds tomorrow. And then we've got um, Tuesday night against Sunderland, where I think there will be quite a bit of rotation um, for that game. And then... Potentially, we could have a, a, a couple of weeks break. If not, it's I think it's Norwich on Boxing Day, isn't it? Uh, it? Yeah, yeah, we're away yeah. to Norwich on Boxing Day. Yeah, so I mean, even if we rotate heavily, you know, they're essentially getting just over a week off. You could you could potentially change all eleven for the Sunderland game mm-hmm. um, and give the rest of them a week sort of recovery. Uh, Keith, brilliant volley from Tierney. Um, was this the one that hit the crossbar? I yeah. Think. Um, oh, yeah, it was dead on. It was gutted yeah, for him. The contact, and that was fantastic. Mike, wasn't it the first half when KP hit the bar, though? Fabianski save, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it I was. Think so. um, really, a strike by KP. Imagine if that went in. If that went yeah. in, I would have been a very, very happy gooner in that stand, I tell you. I would love to see KP get a few more goals. Gabby's goal reminded me of Alba in the FA Cup final, or FA Cup, sorry. Uh, Benjamin, 
What is the deal with Nico Pepe? He finished last season in decent form, but has hardly seen it in pitch this year. Well, I mean, Arkelly did say in his press conference today that he's just not seeing it in training, basically. He says he bases it on what he sees every day. Um, so from that, you can take it that, you know, Pepe's not um, delivering not training. Not working hard enough, clearly. Yeah. Uh, Gary, yes, Mike, plus ball at 34 foot. Could have been a better show. Martinelli almost got to a ball in the box. Um, Arsenal had chances in the first half. They right. did. Um, don't get me wrong. When I say there wasn't incidents, there was incidents. And I just mean they're, they're not major talking points. Yeah. Um, There's a lot, of, a lot of 34 losing the ball stupidly like that. Yeah. Um, not worth talking about. Yeah. And it's not that. It's just that you guys contribute so many comments. And I want to try and read as many of them out as I can. Um, because if you take the time to, to, to put the comments there, I want to take the time to read them. And if we talked about every single incident that happened in every single game and all your comments, we'd we'll be streaming for six or seven hours at a time. And, well, if you want to listen to this for six or seven hours, no problem. <laughs> really, the run by Martinelli was a bit like the ones Walcott used to make. Um, show equals shot from Gary. I presume that was in one of the other ones. Um, yeah, Chris, the way we dominated the first half, I did have the feeling it wouldn't go our way as we've seen it so many times before. Yeah, that was what I was saying, you know, that we weren't troubled. And I, when I sort of said that before, we, we end up not on the right mm -hmm. side of things. Martinelli getting stronger as well. Yep, you can see that. Um, really, can we give the manager some credit for not overplaying Martinelli when he wasn't ready? Well, I, I did say, you know, that you can see now mm -hmm. that he is being developed. Um, and the fact that, you know, Artella has protected him up to this point um, and worked with him behind the scenes. And you can see that now. You can see the fruition of that coming coming into the games and coming into the play with Martinelli. Uh, Mike Martinelli coming on over Pepe versus Newcastle has given Gavin the confidence he needed, but has ruined Pepe at the same time. Fair um, point. The thing is, I wouldn't say ruined, if I'm honest with you. Huh? He's he's just not performing in training, as Arteta said. So it's not ruined. He's just not working hard enough. You're not going to work. You're not going to be rewarded if you don't work hard enough. I'm sorry. Not everything in this life is free or easy. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. Why didn't he do that for 34? Really, the man needs rest until summer. <laughs> absolutely, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because party might be off on on Boxing Day. Apparently, yeah. for the um, moment, I doubt it. You know, there is still a good chance that that gets cancelled. Um, and I know there was a lot of clubs have sort of said that they're not happy about releasing their players mm -hmm. for it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Then some real headaches with the team selections in certain positions. It's nice for a head to have it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm hearing, you know, I've heard rumours that potential Pablo Mari could be on his way out in January um, with us Ooh. signing another defender in his place. Nice. Um, you know, so again, if we're, if we're looking at strengthening our bench, as well as our, our first team options, that's only a good thing. Only a good thing. And, you know, good for Arteta. Um, Gary Pepe needs to be professional when he comes on. Can't be upset about sitting there and come on mm. and give nothing. Lacassette at the start of the season and came on and performed. Absolutely, Gary. That's a very good comment. Yeah. Might be interesting to see what happens with the keeper situation as Leno has been out. So we might end up seeing a convo. Okunwo, yeah, sure. no, he's, he's now our third keeper, possibly in the yeah. possibly on Tuesday. There's a potential there. Yeah, really, haha, Gary, no comment, mate. And Nathan Barnes again, 
I think actually another new um, face of the channel. If it is, welcome. Glad to see you with us and make sure and subscribe. Um, we've looked a lot better since Alba was dropped. The team isn't perfect, but we're a lot more clinical. He was holding us back. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You yeah. think, you know, um, the last two games without him, we've been fantastic. Um, and I mean, for me, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to summing up the performance on Wednesday night, but I'll say now, for me, it was one of our best performances of the season. Um, and potentially one of our best performances under Arteta. So we'll move on. Um, and obviously, um, we had in the second half, Kufal was sent off then for second yellow for the challenge on Lacazette. Um, I mean, obviously, it's hard at the time when you're in the stadium because um, obviously, when you're watching it at, at full pace and watching it from a distance, it's not easy to see exactly what goes on. But I'm sure you've seen the replay of the, the tackle. Yeah. Um, what What's your kind of thoughts on it? Do you think it was a you think at first it was a penalty and did he deserve to be sent off? It didn't look like a penalty from where I was sitting for when I was I was there, but I've looked back and I think do you know what it was it the amount of cards that should have been handed out and won, it was it, it was it was bound to happen at some point. We were gonna get a penalty. Um as as for Sufal, yeah, definitely a yellow card as far as I'm concerned. Um, which obviously turned into a red. Um it did even things out for us though. And we should have we should have put more pressure on them after that, but yeah, I didn't think that was a penalty. Though it was thought it was very soft, especially for a second yeah. yellow. Yeah, but there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of in, like incidences where the cards should have been handed out, and Anthony Taylor didn't do it. Yeah, in terms of the penalty itself, just to very quickly touch on mm. it. I've seen, you know, a lot of people talking about, you know, how Laka missed the penalty. For me, I don't think he missed the penalty. I just think um, Fabianski did very well to get down. You know, it was in the bottom corner. Um, nine times out of ten, that goes in. Fabianski, and I always said this about him, even, you know, when he was our keeper and he was competing for with Chesney for the number one. Chesney was the better all-round goalkeeper, but mm -hmm. Fabianski was a better shot stopper. Yeah. You know, and... I agree. We've seen that, you know, he saved penalties for us before. Um, so, you know, he saved the penalty. It wasn't that Laka missed the penalty. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give Lacazette a hard time for that. He, he placed it in the bottom corner. I don't know really how much more he could have done. Yeah. Um, the only sort of downside was that um, Fabianski had come off his line. And if I think it was Saka was first to the rebound, if he hadn't have been first to the rebound, it would have been retaken. So he could have had another opportunity at it. But as it turned out, it didn't matter. Um, my worrying thing regarding that is the fact we've missed three penalties. Yeah, I mean, our last three, you know, Bamiang missed two, and now, like I said, mm -hmm. but as I say, for me, I'm not putting that down as a miss. That was a save. And yeah. I, I think that to me, that's different. I think Aubameyang's were weak penalties. Um, no confidence appalling. in the strike. They were appalling. I mean, I think I, I, I had I filmed two, and they were just they were awful, absolutely awful. Yeah, Chris, not sure, but there's like, is that always go for that side with penalties? No, I've I've seen them mix them up. I've seen them different places. You know, Lacazette is a good penalty taker, and I've always said, for me, you know, in terms of the three main penalty takers we've seen recently, it would be. If Pepe's on the pitch, I would give the ball to Pepe to take a penalty before anybody. Um, then Laka, and then Aubameyang. 
Um, really lack of heart, he goes for power. Yeah, I mean, his placement was perfect. I, I, just, yeah. I can't fault the penalty. It just was a good save. So anyway, um, we moved on. We, we kind of controlled the game from that point. There was moments where West Ham started to get back into it a little. Um, and you kind of worried that, oh, we're going to sit back and we're going to, you know, concede a goal here and, and end up with the 1-1 draw that your mum predicted. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of was sitting there going, Alison's going to be really smug if, she's, if she gets this result right. Yeah. She's, she's, she's going to be on and she's going to come on the, the, the chat behind the scenes some night and, and give me grief and, and say she got the score right. But she didn't, so it's okay. So anyway, 87 minutes. Um, he is watching in the other room, by the way. That's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm going to give her abuse until she comes on the actual channel some night. <laughs> in um, the meantime, I'm the one who's going to get it in the neck. <laughs> but Alison, you know I love you really. So, you know, don't 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 give Lottie grief. Um okay, so yeah, 87 minutes, Mithro's on the pitch, gets the ball, um, a lovely driving run, and that's what we've come to expect from from Smithrow. He gets the ball and he drives it at the defense. Um I genuinely thought he was gonna pass the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was possibly to Enkedia. Um, I can't remember. I think it was the Enkedia. Um, but instead, he, he took the right option um, from the edge of the box. He put it in the bottom corner. And Fabianski just watched it go past him. Um, I love the look on his face in this picture. It, it's brilliant. Um, but it's again, an awful picture of him, to be fair. What's that? That's an awful picture of him. I know. How did you feel? What, what was your thoughts on the goal? Oh, I went mental. I went absolutely mental. I mean, it's his sixth goal of the season. I just went mad. <laughs> I was so happy. As every every time I'm in, then I've got my Smith Rowe shirt on, or I've got my Smith Rowe scarf with me. He scores, so it's like literally routine, lucky charm now when I'm at games. But yeah, no, I'm pleased for him. He's he's, he's literally now doubled what he scored last season. He's well on his way. I mean, his target for this season was, I believe, 10 goals and assists combined. And he's he's well on his way to that. He's, he's a total of seven goals now and I think two assists. So he's well on his way and it's still a long, 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 long season. So, sorry, was that the, the target sort of Arteta had set him? No, he said it in an interview. I, there was an interview that he had and he said, like, he wanted to, at least 10 goals and assists combined. But obviously, so he's well on you his way. that for him. You know, yep. on one of our shows, yep. you yes. did say that you expect 20 from him this season. 20 goals and assists, yep, combined across all competitions. And that's how I, every time he scores, I'm so smug. <laughs> and the WhatsApp group, I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Mike would have been so Arsenal-like as well if we'd ended up conceding an equaliser. Absolutely. Um, Nathan, we've got two very winnable games coming against Leeds and Norwich. It's a great opportunity spot our own it absolutely is you know especially yeah. with with other teams not playing and, and having so many games to catch up on okay. um yeah so i mean 2-0 final whistle goes three points and everybody you know you've seen it right the way across social media you know everybody certainly well not everybody but 95 percent of arsenal fans were having an absolutely great time well, um, so pleased with the performance and, and so excited about what they've seen. 
on Wednesday night, you know, the, the overall performance was, say, the, the first half, we dominated without doing anything. Second half, we dominated and got a couple of goals. And arguably, we probably could have got more. Yeah. Um, again, it's, you know, the same situation we had against West Ham, where we probably should have and could have had more. Mm-hmm. But we got the points and we got the performance that we've all sort of been wanting to see. Um, there is still obviously a couple of people. And I understand what people are saying and that, you know, two good performances doesn't suddenly make Arteta the greatest manager in the league. And mm-hmm. I can still see why there are people that are sticking to their guns and sort of saying, no, they, they still think he's not the right man. And that, that's absolutely fine. But for me personally, I think that there is definite signs of improvement. And, you know, the, the, there is a togetherness there and a desire to win. And I think whatever's gone on with the Bamiyan behind the scenes has really, it's given them another kick. You know, and you've seen the level of performance go up over the last couple of games. And whether that's been the Bamiyan thing or whether it's coming off the back of two defeats, we don't know. But whatever's happened, things are starting to click and we have got some winnable games. You know, I don't see any reason why we don't beat Leeds and certainly don't see any reason why we don't beat Norwich. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, um, that I, after the, the Everton game, when I looked at the fixtures, I said, realistically, we should win every game between now and Man City. And it's not that I'm saying I will accept the defeat to Man City. I'll never accept defeat. But I'm saying that if we win every game between now and then, that we go into the Man City game with confidence and we could give them a run for their money if we're playing the way we can play. So um, I want to talk about a couple of players very quickly um, just before we sort of sum up the match. Um, First one was, give me your thoughts on Lacazette's overall performance and his captaincy on the evening. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you know what he did? He, he was he was brilliant. I mean, I've always loved his work right? when he wants. Well, because obviously he's been when he's. I find that when he's been benched for a period of time, um, he he's more eager to get on the pitch and prove himself, which he's he's done every time he's been benched. Unlike our ex-captain now, um, but I, I just enjoy. He's a joy to watch. A lot of people say, "Oh, he like he's nicknamed him like a threat," but I think. I just I just enjoy his work work right? when he's switched on and he's concentrating and he's really got into the game. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He was brilliant for West Ham, West Ham as well and Southampton. Yeah, yeah. You've you've kind of said it all, so I'm, I'm going to move on quickly from him. <laughs> Sorry, um, because there's two other players I want to sort of mention um, who I think deserve an awful lot of credit. Yeah. Um, and arguably for me. One of these players had his best game in an Arsenal shirt on Wednesday night, and I've been critical of him. Mm-hmm. And that is the fifty million pound man, Ben White, and obviously his central defensive partner, Gabriel. They pocketed Antonio. You know, he, Antonio was missing. He, I didn't even realise he was on the pitch, and they they coped with everything that West Ham threw at them, and they coped easily with it. You know, at no point did I really. I say I, you know, I said earlier on that I feared a goal in the sense of, you know, because we're Arsenal and mm-hmm. we leak goals at silly times. Mm-hmm. But in the actual sense of watching the match, at no point did I really think we were troubled, mm-hmm. and that I think we were going to concede a goal. 
Um, and it was in no short part to these two. And especially for me, Ben White, as I say, I think he had one of his finest games in an Arsenal shirt. So special mention to those two. Any thoughts, anything you want to add on that? I'm just going to sit here and be a little bit smug right now because obviously I've been watching him since he was at Peterborough. I, I know what he's got in his locker and I think there's a lot more to him. And watching watching fan, the fan base fall in love with him is just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I know there's more to come from him. I know what he's capable of. So I, I followed most of his career as he came through, when, obviously when he was on loan from Brighton. So I know what he, I know what he's capable of, even with um, when he was with Leeds. Yeah. So my my only thing with him is, you know, I just want him to be working on his head and training. You know, oh yeah, no, that's one thing he, he does need to work on. If he could learn to head the ball, um, he would be an absolutely top top rate defender. Um, and development though, ain't it really? Yeah, well that's it. It's all part of the development. Right, let's read a couple of these comments and then we'll get your final thoughts on the game. Um, where we've got two, Benjamin, ESR and Saka are both absolutely rising stars, yeah. I throw Martinelli into that as well. Um, throw Odegaard into it. Um, throw Tommy Asu, throw Ben White, throw Gabrielle, throw KT, throw Ramsdale, because they're all young, rising stars. You know, that's the thing. This team has so much room for development. I said the other night after the game, I think there were one or two players short of being a very good team. Um, and from all accounts, you know, that they are working on that. So what's the space? It's, it could be exciting times. NDB 30, I shouted he'll end at the TV before he took a shot, knew he would score. Um, Gary Arsenal took advantage of a team missing players, still need to improve, but we are young, although I keep forgetting that when things go bad, yeah, I forget it as well and things about um wish we had better senior presence, only got Laka. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um and the one thing I'll say on that is I understand what you're saying about we took advantage of a team missing players. We can only beat what's in front of us. Um and I'm quite happy to take advantage of teams missing players. The more we win, the more confidence we get. Yeah. Nathan, one thing we've done pretty well this season is beat lower ranked opposition. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can carry on that good form. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we're, we're, we're beating the, the smaller tier, the, the lower down teams. We need to get some performances against some of these bigger teams. And hopefully that will come on New Year's. I think it's New Year's Day or the 2nd of January when we're playing City at home. Yeah. New Year's Day. Yeah, so you know, hopefully that comes down. Mike Lacazette was exceptional. He always works his backside off and brings others into the game. Um, ben, Mike and Gabrielle are forming a really solid partnership now and the understanding between them seems to be growing stronger in the last two. Yeah. Um, Gary, yes, Antonio was missing back line to that. I no, like. Thing is, I think after after uh, Sufal got sent off, he was the right back. He ended up moving into right back anyway. Yeah, uh, Benjamin, I'm really liking our back four at the moment. Yeah, me too. Um, I definitely like KT being in there. I think it's just a little bit more solid than it was with Tavares. Um, that taking nothing away from Tavares, he's played excellent. You know, when he's come on and in the games he started and everything, he's been a very, very good player, apart from one bad performance. Mm-hmm. trying to remember who that was against the other week. Uh, but for the most part, he's been excellent, but I still prefer KT in there. Yeah. I um, think that might have been Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, it was. 
and Chris, um, are we building our own class of 96 with all these young players that could easily be our team for the next seven or eight years? Yeah, I mean, well, we're seeing it with the, the signings we're making. You know, everybody's under 24, um, and it gives them a chance to sort of grow together. And you're already starting to see the, the, the team coming together now, which, you know, bodes well for... We're, we're realistically, we're not winning the league this year. We know that. That's okay. But what we're seeing, and hopefully what we're going to see, is steady progression between now and the end of the season. And hopefully we can you know, push for that Champions League place. Minimum is we get back into Europe, but there's no reason why we can't be in the mix for that, that Champions League place. And I've said, you know, a couple more signings in January, and then come the summer, another sort of six players changed out of the squad. And all of a sudden... You know, that's a massive change from when Arteta came in to, to then. He will have 75% of his own squad. He will get the players playing the way he wants. We're seeing the development of these, you know, the, the Hale End boys and stuff. But as I say, the whole squad is young. Um, I think it's something like 7, 8, 9, something like that, of the youngest teams this season have been Arsenal, you know, in each of the, the weeks. Um, there's only a couple of rounds that, of fixtures that we haven't had the youngest average age. And yet we're sitting fourth, you know, so it goes to show that, you know, it, something is mm. happening. Um, and it's something that we we should all get excited about. And whether you're Arteta in or Arteta out, it, it's time to just really unite and get behind this team. Mm. People who want to see us lose in the hope that it means Arteta gets sacked. No time for it. No time for that at all. Let's all get behind this club. Let's all get behind our team and support them. Yeah, the thing is, my argument with that is, like, you need to look past the manager and support the club, not the manager. You don't have to like the manager to support the club. Yeah. And also, it's at the point where I think, how can you want your own team to lose? You want to sit yeah. there and be toxic all the time? Nah. And listen, even, uh, I mean, all joking aside, even when that empty shirt 34 is on the pitch, yeah. I'll, I'll support him in the yeah. sense that he's wearing the shirt mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll back him. I might not cheer if he scores. That's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Just, but oh. I'll support him while he's on the pitch. Yeah. Unfortunately, he hasn't done an awful lot while on the pitch and especially not in the last couple of games. And I mean, he, he took a free kick killer night and I was just like, why, why are we even letting them? Um, but at the same time, I understand that while he's on the pitch, he's an Arsenal player, I'll, I'll support him. But oh, I have every right, every right to be critical of him. Yeah. And, you know, on things like this, that, you know, this is our platform. This is your platform for you watching to say what you think. <laughs> and we'll never sense of that you know as we've always said as long as people want the comment as long as there's no rude language i'll read mm-hmm. it out i have no problem with people having a difference of opinion yeah, exactly. um, on any player but it's just it's people who want us to lose and stuff mm-hmm. it frustrates me let's all get behind this team because it's an exciting time something is happening no, you know and we're starting to see that now and um, no, i mean i'm even noticing Gary, who can be uber critical, and you know I love you, Gary, but you can be uber critical of Arteta, 
I'm even noticing you starting to soften a little again um, and really getting behind the team. So it's great to see. Yeah, no, I've actually noticed that as well from when I when I see his tweets in my feed. It's actually quite nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gary, um, it's true. <laughs> all right, so listen, give us your, your summary of Wednesday night. Big, massive three points. Happy Gooners. That's, that's all like what I can say. I think one of the another apart from the score, obviously, I think I think I took a lot of joy in the West Ham's leave, West Ham fans leave, and the fans singing cheerio, cheerio, cheerio. I actually really enjoyed that. It was hilarious. It's been so long since I've seen something like that. It was just, it was good fun. It was very good fun. There was another a bit of an explicit song that was going around as well. Like you might have seen my tweet. I'm not going to repeat the words on air, but that was another one I really enjoyed. Involving oh, bubbles. <laughs> um, excellent. All right. Well, we'll we'll look at the Leeds game in a wee sec. Um, just a few more comments here more before we move on. Um, Keith, evening, folks. Evening, Keith. Night. Um, Keith's turned up an hour late, so nobody tell him what we've been talking about. Keep it no, to yourselves. Okay. Um, only joking. Uh, really, those people didn't don't realise that losing will not get them sacked as long as we have the current ownership. Yeah, well, I mean, this is true. Um, yeah, the thing is, you get you sack him, you're still gonna have the same set of players. Just doesn't make um, sense to me. Chris, they want the team to lose, so their rant videos get more likes. Um, they've got lots of likes and retweets, and it makes them money. They are silent when we win. No comment, but yeah, you're right. Um, Keith never wants Arsenal to lose. Gary, I'm critical of everyone, even you, Stephen. <laughs> no problem, Gary. Be as critical of me as you like. Just do it privately and DM to me and let me know what your criticisms are. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what, Gary? We're going to have to get you back on the show soon. I miss no, you. Um, Albert, yes, Canon Chatter. Even Albert, how are you? Um, Keith, Wednesday was my favourite performance of the season. Full tempo and intensity for the full 90 minutes. Um, Tom, Keith is booked in for Brentford. It's yeah, weekend. very, very, very big weekend. It's also also someone's birthday as well. Yes, it's Mr. Arsenal. Yep, it's going to be even bigger. So. Tom, yes, mate. Uh, Mike, Wednesday was a class performance, but I still prefer Tottenham just because of being against them a lot. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I get what you're saying. The first the first half against Tottenham was phenomenal. It was the second half, obviously, was the, the disappointment yeah. that we didn't carry it on. Yeah, no, I think um, for the Spurs game, that is one of my favourite 45 minutes of the season because I was obviously behind that goal. One of my favourite 45 minutes of the season so far. So, three points in the bag. We're up the fourth place, albeit teams below us have games in hand that if they win, they will go back above us, but we're not going to worry about that right now. <laughs> um, let's live in the moment and enjoy being fourth. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we have a chance tomorrow to to put a bit of distance between us and those teams. Um, and as I say, you know, with, with the reality that there is a chance football will get suspended for a bit, getting those points on the board, putting that distance in, and having the games played mm-hmm. is a massive advantage for us because they're going to have to catch those games up in a short space of time. They're going mm-hmm. to have fatigued players. They're going to have more injuries. You know. Results aren't going to go their way, and all of a sudden we're we're in a position of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always said rather have points on the board than matches in hand. 
Um, so and we have leads to tomorrow it. night. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's all right, no, you also look at like this. Not being in Europe is a blessing this season. If this, if if football does stop, it's a blessing because you'll have teams that have double game weeks, and we won't be doing that. We'll be worrying about the cup games and in the league games. Don't have to worry about Europe, and that's one thing I'm kind of a bit smug about now. Although it annoyed me at the end of last season, I'm a bit smug about it at the moment, especially looking at the COVID situation. Yeah. Um, that being said, don't get me wrong, I'd still rather we were playing in Europe. Um, <laughs> Six Albert, minimum. <laughs> Albert Saka, Lacazette, and Martinelli were excellent the other night against West Ham. Absolutely. Um, and Gary Saka stood out for me. I see two to three goal contributions in the match for him in the near future. Yeah. I can't wait. Still want him to minimize his touches so he gets the ball out quicker. Yep, yeah, I mean, on the right hand side as well. I love yeah. him on the right hand side. Again, we're starting to see a big improvement in Saka over the last few games. And again, that's come after me uh, me criticising him the other week on the show, saying he needs to improve his output. You know, so again, it just goes to show. They're, they're watching. Um, he's up this game. But I think, obviously, he's gotten over that whole summer thing with playing in the Euros and everything and, you know, the dip in form. And he's really coming back into his own. Um, so it's great to see. Uh, really, Stephen, is that a Guinness? It is indeed. Um, it, it's quite a regular thing. Yeah, you're on mute. Sorry. No, I've got my Guinness glass as well. It's got yes, water in it. There's nothing Guinness in it. No, I don't drink Guinness. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of have to. You know, I have to keep the stereotype up. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually right. like Guinness. I'm just drinking this for the stereotype. It's the same reason I had the bottle of Jameson's the other day. <laughs> What about the popcorn then? It's still sitting here. I haven't had it. Ooh. Um, Gary, Guinness like oh, Guinness. I just started the Guinness debate now. Oh, I thought I saw a glass of water with water in it. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Lottie's on the alcohol-free Guinness. Oh no, I'm on. I'm on the. Um, they've now bought out fizzy water alcohol. That's what I'm on. Right, okay. Um, it's actually quite nice. Mango and passion fruit. Lovely. You buy that glass, Lolly? Of course not. Come on, Keith. Behave yourself. No comment. <laughs> I'm so glad you know, gone are my days of going to the pub and coming home with pint glasses. Um, <laughs> my, my kitchen Mine just used to be full of pint glasses. What's that? Yeah. Mine on. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, my wife went out the other night for her work Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came down to the kitchen the following morning, there was two um, Gordon's gin glasses. A green Brilliant. one and a pink one that she'd managed to, to get That's home That's the one somehow. I haven't got yet. I'm going to get myself a pair of those. They're the ones I haven't got yet. I'm going to get some. I'm determined. <laughs> really, Gary loves his coconut water. I don't know what to say yeah. to that. Um, if G was here tonight, he loves his, his nice sweet cocktails with an umbrella yeah. and a sparkler and stuff in them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, yes, I do, really. Right, let's move on. So, yes, tomorrow night we have the game against Leeds. And as I've said already, they have a lot of players out, but it's injuries and suspensions. It's not COVID. So if the game gets suspended, um, in my opinion, it's because they can't feel the team and that's on them. So they would forfeit the game. 
we would get the three points. And as far as I know, it's a three nil an automatic three nil win. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hope it doesn't get called off because genuinely, I do think it's an opportunity for us to really, really get a number of goals mm-hmm. um, and potentially, you know. We're finally in a positive goal difference. It's a chance to really push that on um, and get get going. Uh, so when I come to the UK, I can get a set of glasses. How many trips to the pub will it take? I need 12 or 24 challenges. <laughs> Do you know what, Gary? You just need to stay until closing time and just walk out with half a pint in it. It's easy peasy. Just make sure you got a drink in the glass and go. <laughs> to be fair, Gary, it depends who you go to the pub with. Um, I mean... If you go with the English, you'll maybe get one or two glasses. You go with the Irish, you'll get your 24. Um, I think the highest I've walked out with is about four, and three of those are in my handbag. So, <laughs> listen, when you're walking out, when you're walking out with half pints in your coat pocket, um, <sighs> I'm not that bad. Uh, very quickly, actually, the funny, a funny story. I remember being in Belfast once, and mm-hmm. um, I was out. We were outside a bar, and there was two fellas at the top of the steps in the bar, and mm-hmm. we're standing outside, and they were having a smoke and having a, a pint. And there was one fella had a half pint left in his hand, and they started arguing, mm-hmm. and they started getting really shouty and aggressive with each other. Mm-hmm. And the next thing, the one that um, didn't have the half pint, he had set his glass down. The other fella. And he punched the fellow with half a pint in his, his hand, punched him, and knocked yeah. him right down the stairs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, the best about it was the fellow got to the bottom of the stairs, mm-hmm. sat up, shook himself off, checked, mm-hmm. hadn't spilled a drop of his pint, stood up, mm-hmm. had a wee drink, happy as anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fun times. That's brilliant. Uh Benjamin Lottie, you need to come up with a, a way to add Martinelli's name to the Saka and Emil Smith Road champ. No, can't do that because it's based on Hale End. Um, Martinelli's actually got his own one. He's got his own song already. So, <laughs> um, Stephen, where you live, I'm going with you for a set of rounds on me. Are you sure I about live... that? Okay, right, Stephen, me and you are coming over to Ireland for that one. We're coming. I live just outside of Belfast, um, but anytime, Gary, more than welcome. Come over to Belfast. We can go out in Belfast, we can head down to Dublin, whatever you want. Stephen, you have to show him how to drink properly drink. (laughs) You haven't drunk unless you're drunk with the Irish, I promise you. We'll start him off with the Irish car bomb. (laughs) You had one of those? Yes, I have. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't know, an Irish car bomb is half a pint of this with a shot of Jameson's dropped in and necked. Mm-hmm. Only time I drink Guinness is in Ireland because it does not travel well. I don't like it. I will drink it. Hmm? Uh, Mike, I've done that when I was in London and <laughs> Camden. Okay, right. Yeah. Listen, we're going to talk about alcohol all night. That's another show. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's tomorrow night. Again. <laughs> um, I have gone, I've picked a team um, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get your feedback and you guys in the chat chime in, let us know what you think. I'm going to be completely honest. It's it's virtually the same team. And the reason for that is, as I say, I think we'll mm-hmm. see, see wholesale changes on Tuesday night for the, yeah. the Carabao Cup quarterfinal. So get these guys, play them one more time, and then they've essentially got a week off 
mm-hmm. between now and the next game. The only change I've made from starting 11 um, is taking out the empty shirt and actually you know, putting someone who can play football in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is um, Samby. Mm-hmm. Other than that, an unchanged side. I did, did anybody see my comment on Chris Wheatley, the journalist, had put up a, a comment from 34 about mm-hmm. how, you know, it's great that all these young players, but sometimes he has to take them to the side. Yeah. I didn't like that. A, a wee chat. And mm-hmm. I commented that even when he's talking to people, he has he goes to the side. Yeah, I saw that. I, I was feeling myself when I saw that. I thought I was like, that was literally the tweet of the week for me. Like, literally, I don't have many tweets of the week, so that was his tweet of the week. I mean, I think with that, he's just he's just it's bravado. I don't mean to be funny, but Sambi with his progression, eventually he's going to be so much better than him. So 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 much better. And for him to be saying that, it's like. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about? You're a donkey. Don't do anything. You're an empty shirt. You just needs to be quiet, personally. So, as I say, an unchanged side except for Sambi mm-hmm. coming in, um, yeah. and that's personally what I would go with. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason to change any of it. Um, mm-hmm. I can see him. We'll, we'll come on to the comments in a second, but I can see the one from Benjamin coming through there about leaving ESR out for rest. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving ESR just because of his injury record, and I mm-hmm. think you know, ease him back in. Whilst we don't, you know, I think Leeds tomorrow night should be a fairly comfortable game, so I don't see the point in risking him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ease him back in, you know, bring him on 20 25 minutes at the end of the game, just ease him back in the games while we can, while we have the opportunity. Um, because I don't want to take another risk with him and, and being out for a long time. Any issues with that lineup, Lottie? Anything you would change? You know anything just, just so everybody knows, just so everybody knows, this is the first time I've seen this, and it's exactly the starting eleven I'd pick. And then, obviously, as much as I love the Smith, I'd have to bring him in later if I was Arteta, purely on the base that basis that we don't want him injured and out for ages. But as it, that is the lineup I expect to see tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure why Sambi hasn't got any starts in the last since. Shirt has come back, um, because he, he had in Liverpool Liverpool game. He was a bit he was a bit out of place, but he, he his overall performances haven't been that bad. Brighton he had a bit of a wobble, but he's he's been he's been really good for a developing player. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else in the chat? Drop in your thoughts on that lineup. Um, anybody you would like to see? Um, if there's anything you should change, drop it in. I'll leave it on the screen for another wee minute and I'll read a couple of these comments while we're doing that. Um, I've had many a car bomb. Have you had a flaming Dr. Pepper? No, I don't think we get Dr. Pepper over here anymore. I haven't seen a bottle of that in ages. It's so, oh, it's sickly, that stuff. Um, but no, I've not had a flaming Dr. Pepper. Mm -mm. What is it, Um, Gary? I've had a shot. We we had a shot over here for a while called um, a fire starter, mm-hmm. which was half red aftershock. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, aftershock. Yeah. 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 It's like a an aniseed flavor. Yeah. And half vodka. Oh, I think um, I've had that before. No, that was a killer. Um, I do like a a baby baby Guinness, which is um, Tia Maria with a Bailey's head. 
Oh, okay. I normally do Black Sambuco and then put the Tia Maria head on. Oh, we would do Tia Maria for the coffee flavor. Uh, really, Gary, you need to have a Jaeger bomb. Um, Tom, I do love Double Jameson straight on ice cube. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> or even better, whiskey stones. Um, so you're not diluting it. Oh, exactly. I've got those. Benjamin, you leave me sorry for the rest. Let's say purely from the injury point of view. Um, Mike wouldn't change the team much at all. Sambi or El Nani over 34. But apart from that, keep it the same. Uh, Gary Jaeger, I love their old time commercial. It's so smooth with the man making the face when drinking Jaeger. Um, Chris, I still would change both CM players. For me, party runs out of energy, leaving too many mistakes in the last five minutes. Once again, he gave away a needless free kick at the edge of the box. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The only thing I would say is he's starting to play himself into a little bit of form. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's been better the last couple of games. So much so I put him in the fantasy team. Um, so, yeah. Um, nice. And I got 68 points this week. I didn't even go there. I had, like, I'll talk to him. Let's talk about that later. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Gary, <laughs> uh, Stephen, Sambian, your friend out love it. If our head goes that easy three to four goal lead. Oh, Stephen, you've got a new friend. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, scene from the in between has just come to my hand. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Okay, that's the lineup. Come on, you gunners. Um, Gary, anytime you drop some liqueur in a glass of brew, what could go wrong? Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Flaming Dr. Pepper, shot of liqueur. Top with one five one rum, light it up and drop in a half glass of beer. Drink it fast, Dr. Pepper shot. All right, Gary, well, when I come to visit you, we'll get those. So I'm going to come to America and we'll do some of those drinks. Uh, really, Arteta will go with the same lineup from West Ham. Yeah, he more than likely will. I mean, let's be honest, we, yeah. we will see the empty shirt. Um, I'm just saying I don't want to see Pepper, it. Isn't it. That if it was me, this is a team I would pick. Um, mm. And it's, you know... It's taken me a while to convince Arteta to pick this many of the players. So, you know, we'll work on them. We'll work on them. Um, all right. So, listen, that's it. Um, in terms of that, let's get some score predictions for tomorrow night. Um, so, in a change to the normal, normal, normal proceedings, I'm going to go first with my score prediction. Because I never go first. So, I, no, I'm going to be mad. That makes a change. Go for it. Yeah. Um, for you guys watching, drop your score predictions in now. Um, I am going to go all out. With, we're going to win 5 0. Okay. I'm calling it now. I am saying 5 0 tomorrow night. Um, I know G, I asked him earlier, mm-hmm. and he's going for 4 0 to Arsenal. So, Lottie, give us your score prediction. I'm going to go for 6. Nil. Wow. And I'm gonna uh, and I'm gonna call Smith Rose eighth goal with an assist. I'm up for it. Okay. <laughs> Even if he comes on the second um second half. Okay. Six nil. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. So as you all know, we also have our predictor league between ourselves as as the guys on the channel and the guests and the fans is it, whatever you want to say um so if there's someone on with us we'll get them their prediction if there's not we'll ask a, a person who watches and follows the show regularly and um, they give us their prediction and what we do is we take that prediction and we put a one pound bet on it 
So any of you guys that are watching and aren't familiar, we put a one pound bet on that, that score prediction and any money we win goes towards our chosen charity for the season. And this season it's Air Ambulance Northern Ireland, um, a charity that's very close to my heart. And next season, a lot of your G will pick the charity and so forth the following season. Whoever hasn't picked will pick and, and we'll take it in turns. Um, so that we're always doing something um, and obviously we'll do some other wee charity things and, and stuff. So anyway, this week um, it's our good friend Jimmy, um, Jimmy Gillen, who is in the chat. I'm not sure if he's still in the chat at the minute, um, but I asked him last night for his score prediction when I was chatting to him. and He had predicted a 3-0 win to Arsenal um, and I got that at 16-1 to last night. So um, if we win, it will return £17 to put into the, the charity pot, which at the minute um, stands at £12.50, um, which doesn't sound an awful lot, but we'll get there. Um, as I say, we'll do some other stuff to, to raise a bit of money. Um, but it would be nice if, if Jamie's 3-0 came in. Um, and I'll tell you a lovely thing, actually, that Jamie did the other night was he messaged me um, before the West Ham game and said that he would also... He was putting on his own bet, his own charity bet, on the West Ham game. And if it came in, he would donate the, the money to our fund, which unfortunately yeah. it didn't come in, but it was a lovely thing for Jamie to do. So thank you, That's Jamie, for that. Gesture. Really lovely um, gesture. Yeah, absolutely. So there we go. Let's see what you guys are predicting. Um, but, but, uh, where we've got to Gary, party has been quiet for me. A good, quiet, less negative place. Mm. Hoping to get more of that. Uh, Keith, 4-1 to the Arsenal. Tom, what's in that Guinness? Um, <laughs> not enough Guinness. Um, I might go and have another. Really, 4-2 the Arsenal. Gary's going with 4-0 four, four Arsenal. Let's win both halves. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see that sort of couple in the first half, couple in the second half. Uh, Mike, taking all their injuries into account, I'm going for 3-1. I can see us conceding. Keith, 4-0, the Arsenal, Benjamin, I think I would Nuno Tavares in for KT to protect KT and to get um, Tavares more minutes. Fair shout, fair shout. Um, Keith needs to be said that Tom is sorting me a ticket for Brentford. Huge respect and gratitude for that. Thank mm -hmm. you, Tom. Um, Benjamin going 4-0 to the Arsenal as well. Andre Mariner is ref tomorrow, 2-0. Oh, if I'd have known that, I would have gone with three. <laughs> well, you didn't, you went with six. Too late now. Too late. It's in the books, everybody heard it. Everybody I normally, heard I normally it. check it. Oh, thanks for that, Tom. You could have warned me. <laughs> Brilliant, right? Know, well, he's, listen. He's not as bad as Anthony Taylor, so I'm not complaining. Fantasy football. Yeah. Very quickly, what do you want to tell us? What's going on? Um, so the deadline's been moved to tomorrow, uh, a UK time of half past one, I believe. One second, we should put it up. Mm, mm, there we go. Yep, got until one thirty tomorrow to sort your fantasy teams out. I know there's a lot of people not having any 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 players at all. <laughs> um, I mean, game week seventeen, I only had seven, and I managed to scrape fifty points. But Sufal obviously let me down with the red card, but it was worth it. So so worth it. Um, but obviously, obviously, the guys. The games that we were all missing, you get the points when you when the double game weeks come back. They don't allow it, allow any exceptions or anything like that. I've actually looked into it. You've just got to wait for the double game weeks to come up and then claim your points. 
How did you do this week, Stephen? For game week 17, I should say. Not this week. 68 points. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Right. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So, I think most of you are in our fantasy football league. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. if you're not, it's too late at the end of this season, but you can enter next season. Mm-hmm. What we will do, what game week are we on? Uh, we are now, uh, well, starting tomorrow, it's game week 18. Game week 18, right. Mm-hmm. So, there should, I think, be one, two, three games left in the Premier League before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's game week, what, 18, 19, and 20? Yeah. Okay. So after game week 18, game week 19, and game week 20, take a screenshot, everybody, of your points for the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Total them up and send them to Lottie in a DM. Okay. okay? And. Because, Lottie, you need to verify this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whoever has the most points at that time, whoever has the most points over the next three game weeks will win this box. Well, and there I is something inside it. I think I know Lottie knows what these are. So yeah. I will show you. Yeah. Inside here will be your very own Callan Chatter mug. So, as I say, the next three game weeks, screenshot your points. At the end of the three weeks, send them to Lottie, the three screenshots. She'll verify whoever has the most points will win a Callan Chatter mug. <laughs> and I will post that wherever it needs to go in the world. Yeah. Um, when should we announce the winner on the 7th for Jan? We will announce the winner on the Man City Review Show. Yeah, okay, so that will be the Monday? We'll do that show. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Let me see. Saturday's the first. Yeah, so that'll be the Monday. Monday the third, probably. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Monday the third, we'll, we'll announce the winner. Um, as long as obviously you guys remember to send it in, we'll we'll try and keep reminding you any shows between now and then. Um, Lottie, anything else you want to go through tonight? Uh, no, that's a, I think that's everything. I believe I've just got the socials to sort. Yeah, before you do that, I'll read these comments and then uh, let me see. Really, Lottie, who's going to win Strictly Come Dancing tomorrow night? I disgracefully don't watch that. I'm afraid. No, me either. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, the offer remains for the season. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jamie. That's amazing. Brilliant, Jamie. Thank you so much. Um, Tom, he hits us. No worries to Keith. Um, no, no, no. All referees hit us, <laughs> so it's not really a big deal. Yeah. Um, 3-0 for Chris. Keith, great show, you guys. And funny gunners. Mike, 54 points for me and a few that didn't play. Yeah. Jamie, uh, I'm already starting on minus eight. Got on <laughs> too early. Um, Benjamin, I hope the winner enjoys the mug because next year it's mine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's grand. Um, I have some more of them anyway, and I'm going to get some more printed. Um, okay, so, Lottie, mm-hmm. let's see, where are we? 
so many of these things take it away <laughs> so guys, sorry just before you do sorry sorry um if anybody does have any more comments or questions drop them in the chat now and we'll come back to them after we've done this okay guys so we are on facebook if you punch into your search bar can chat we should come up make sure you give us a like uh we're also on instagram which is can underscore chatter and also tiktok which we haven't been on very much but if you want to drop us a follow there we should be getting some new content out in the new year and that is at canon chat underscore chatter <laughs> sorry Stephen. If you want to follow on follow us on twitter if you want to follow Stephen, who's next to me on the screen um it's at sb canon chat or if you just want to or if you want to follow our main account actually that's where i should have started it should, it's at canon chat if you want to follow g who's actually not here tonight it's at G Talks Arsenal. Or if you want to follow me, it's at Lottie underscore B. Two T's, two I's, because the normal spelling of Lottie was taken. <laughs> or if you want to catch up on some of the season's uh, games, you can go check my blog out, which is lottieafc.blogspot.co.uk. If you don't remember the link, you can always check our, my link tree on the pay, on my Twitter page. Um, if you'd or like to purchase... Yeah. Um, to purchase Canon Tattered t-shirts like the one I've got on under my lovely hoodie at the moment um, or one of the hoodies that Stephen's got on you can email um, info at canonchatter.com or you can DM Stephen at SB Canon Chatter on Twitter uh, lastly thank you for, for everyone tuning in tonight we appreciate it if you're watching it back thank you for w taking the time to watch it back but make sure you subscribe turn on the notifications and hit, a hit that like button and then you'll never ever miss a show Brilliant, thank you, Lottie. Um, okay, last few comments, and then we will call it an evening. Uh, where have we got to Let's see? Mike, thanks for another great show. Thanks, Mike, for, for sticking with us. Great to have you back on the show with us. Really great show up the Arsenal. Great to see you, Ready, and hopefully, you know, you'll join us now for the, the rest of our shows going forward. Uh, same with Benjamin. Um, really enjoyed the show. So glad I found you. Um, I will be following from now on. Brilliant great to hear that make sure you hit that subscribe button and if you haven't go down and hit that like button right now um mike g's too busy celebrating his 10k yes g hit 10k on twitter today uh, but no he's had his christmas dinner um gary great show Stephen and lottie have a good night um come on you gunners at leeds and good night chat room so listen if that's it, um, we will be back on Monday night. Um, two shows for you next week. We'll have our review show on Monday night of this weekend's game, um, which will probably be quite a short show. Um, although we'll, we will have to talk about the Sunderland game, hopefully. So actually, it might be a bit longer because it'll be a review preview show. Um, and then we will be back on, I believe, let me just check the calendar, Thursday night. Um, we are back on Thursday night with our Christmas special. Um, so make sure and come and join us for that for some fun and games. Um, we will be doing another quiz like we did on the Halloween special. So make sure and have a second device handy. Um, be it watch on a laptop or a computer, have your phone handy, or watch on the phone and have your laptop or your computer handy. Um, because we will be doing a quiz, um, which is interactive and everybody can join in. Um, mm -hmm. and that'll be a bit of fun. Um, great show from Keith, Jimmy. Trying to think of another local Northern Ireland phrase for you this week, Lottie. Purely deadly. Um, 
Uh, cracks 90. Really is. Deadly. Yep. All right. So, yes, back on Monday and Thursday night. Keep um, 9 o'clock Monday, 9 o'clock Thursday. Keep those times free. Make sure and get involved. And as I say, well, we'll have a bit of crack with those. Um, other than that, Lottie, any last words? No, thank you and good night or good morning or good good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Excellent. Okay. For for me, do you know what? It, it's tough times at the minute. Um, we're going through another surge in COVID and stuff. And all I can say is whatever your feelings are in terms of going to games, not going to games, even going, going out to the, the pub or restaurants or shops or whatever it is, wherever you are in the world, Make the choice that's best for you. Stay safe. But until next time, keep chatting.